Makers of Sport Podcast, Episode 61, Halftime. discuss topics such as professionalism, entrepreneurship, and business to help you in your career so that you can apply it to the sports industry. Well, it's the holiday season, and I hope that everyone is having a very happy and healthy holiday. We are approaching New Year's, and um, if you listen to this podcast, you, you know that there's a strong design focus on the content mainly because I myself am a designer and that is where my passion lies. But I believe design to be very complex as a word and and that includes much more than just laying something out in Photoshop or creating a logo in Illustrator. Design is also curation and communication. For example, I believe that this podcast is one massive design project not just in the many visual assets that accompany the show, such as iTunes artwork, Instagram quote art, the website, user interface, the logo design, and more, but really on each and every interview episode, I am effectively designing and curating a conversation. Over the last two years I've been making this podcast, I have begun to get extremely efficient at leading my guests through their own stories by designing these conversations. I do that through asking engaging questions at the right times that are based on extensive research, as well as listening rigorously to their answers so that I don't ask the same questions over and over again, and then also so that I can guide them through their own story with a beginning, middle, and an end. This takes extensive preparation, research, and writing as well as a a natural talent at being able to verbally articulate what I'm looking for in that conversation and what I think you should get out of that conversation. The focus on each guest is strong, as obviously the episodes are about that particular guest, but the best conversations are mutual. There's roughly 60% of the content that would be them speaking and 40% that is probably me speaking. But I am intentionally guiding them into where I want to go in these conversations. If they begin talking about something early on I want to cover later in their story, I'll attempt to segue as naturally as possible to something more relevant in the current topic we're covering at that particular moment. I rarely, if ever, edit the show for content. And for those that maybe aren't familiar with what that means, I basically don't cut out parts of the conversation or move audio clips around to different areas of the story to craft a better story. You'll, you'll hear that um, in some of the more heavily produced podcasts such as Serial or, or a Startup Podcasts or those types of things. Those, honestly, I, even though they're coming out in podcast form, I really consider those more radio shows because they are highly produced. This show is about natural conversations and telling stories. We do edit this show, but mainly we just edit for 
coughs or speaking mess ups, or maybe someone needs to grab a drink of water. Uh, maybe, maybe we tend to get lost in thought when we are trying to articulate something at a current moment, or sometimes my dog just tends to lose her mind for the UPS man at the door. And we have to kind of re, re, uh, redo a particular area. But for the most part, there's n absolutely no editing and especially no editing as far as content is concerned. It is a natural progression and flow of conversation. So the story that is crafted through the conversation that we have, it is something that is mostly done in real time and is typically following a show outline that I have prepared in detail. In real time, though, things might not go exactly as planned, so I'll have to be flexible in regards to the outline and remain in areas of interest that, are dis that we are discussing and that maybe deserve a little more in depth or just areas that... Um, that maybe I didn't know that particular thing about them and I can tell they're really passionate about that particular topic and we'll just stay there and let them, let them talk about it. Curating and guiding a conversation on the fly is a skill that I've been able to develop over my 10 plus years as a communication designer, creative director, and entrepreneur. Design, much to the chagrin of many Instagram sports graphic makers or Photoshop warriors, is not art. It is about effectively telling a story and communicating a message. Design is commercial. It has a goal. Now, maybe the goal is to get someone to buy something. Perhaps in many of our cases, it is to better engage with fan bases for a team that you may work for. Or for those of you that are heavy in the digital side of design, maybe it is to get the audience to do something, such as click a button on an interface. Design should have a purpose, and it should communicate that purpose. And in the process of creating such designs with purpose, we should be able to articulate and communicate our thinking and reasons for creating said design work to our clients and other stakeholders. Obviously, verbal communication and articulation is a great way of communicating our reasons for creating. But writing may be the most effective and most used way of communicating and articulating our reasons or ideas in this digital era of emails, Basecamp threads, Slack channels, medium posts, you name it. I believe that there is no other skill that transcends industries as much as writing. The people in virtually every industry that are the best at what they do are also good writers. Consider for a moment some people outside of our little sports circle that are at the top of their game. Richard Branson of Virgin. Warren Buffett, renowned investor. Dave Ramsey, the financial guru. Jillian Michaels, the fitness guru. Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook. Tina Fey, hilarious comedian and producer and writer. Mark Echo, founder of Complex Magazine, and then also Echo Brand. Or even the gentleman that is in our industry but transcends such industries, Mark Cuban of the Dallas Mavericks. All of these people write content, be it articles, books, blog posts, most are well-written and well-articulated and full of value. Consider for a moment, even in the design industry, those that are notably at the top of their game in skill, recognizability, and speaking engagements 
are writing articles on Medium or on their own blogs, producing detailed case studies or creating podcasts. They are constantly sharing their educated and well-researched opinions to better position themselves as experts. A List Apart, which is an online magazine and web publication about the web design industry. It was founded by a renowned web design pioneer by the name of Jeffrey Zeldman. The publication has revolutionized writing for web designers, and it was well ahead of its time as it was founded in 1998. Today, articles on a list apart are written by some of the leading minds on the web in regards to design, entrepreneurship, and technology. One of these writers includes Jeremy Keith, who is the co-founder of a renowned English web agency called Clear Left, and he's also a popular speaker on the topic around the globe. In an interview with my buddy Caesar, founder of Pencil versus Pixel Podcast, another favorite podcast of mine that you should also check out, Caesar asked Jeremy how one gets discovered, how they become well-known and sought after to speak. Jeremy responds, write. Writing is a way for you to construct your ideas. Now, I absolutely love this explanation for why writing is important. Writing is almost similar to sketching. We often sketch to try to get out our good and bad ideas. And then later we refine, refine, refine until we come up with something that is worth presenting or possibly moving to the computer to get better. Writing can be used as the same way. It allows us to put our deep thoughts on paper and develop our own methodologies and strategies for creating. Oftentimes, the things that we see in regards to branding are very visual. We are left making judgments on how they make us feel from a visual perspective. Think about dribble and seeing the visual work on dribble. You, you typically are just seeing a piece of the work. It's very visual in nature. It's, it's more about the execution. What does this look like? Is it good typography? Is it well executed? But we don't actually know the strategy behind it or the reason why decisions were made. Many great branding campaigns, however, are full of many great words as well that explain why the decisions were made, what certain visual elements mean, and how to use them. This is why brand style guides are so important for brands. When Todd Van Horn and Nike's graphic identity group do a new visual identity for a college, their pitch documents include a ton of research and strategy that is written to explain their design decisions. What if you were working on a branding campaign and you didn't have the benefit of being in the room with the stakeholders who have to approve the campaign to sell to them? Obviously, obviously it is better to be in the room with people when selling work, but in the case that you aren't able to do so, writing is the next best thing. Oftentimes, these types of documents are going to be passed around to numerous stakeholders through email. You know, we all know how the sports industry works. There's typically committees involved and layers upon layers of approval. Being able to articulate your reasoning behind your creation is vital to having it be understood and eventually approved. It also proves that there is much more to the process than just making some clicks on a computer and coming up with some subjective solution. It shows that there's actual thinking involved. It constructs your thoughts and thinking 
for the audience. Writing helps one become a better communicator. I often find that the more I write, the better I am as a speaker and just as a conversationalist. Writing allows me to look up and discover new words and use those words in proper context. This podcast is a big writing project. Each episode is written as an outline, and halftime episodes such as this one are written more as speeches. For those of you that subscribe to the newsletter, you know that I also write articles for subscribers each week. Before starting this podcast, I never knew how important writing would be to this project. But two years in, I now realize that it is the most important thing when it comes to continuing to produce quality content and to be able to have quality conversations that are high level and intelligent and well articulated enough so that you can understand them. In the startup industry, many designers cannot actually show their work in their portfolio simply because they're tends to be a lot of non-disclosures involved, or perhaps the work that they did was so specific to a product that it just wouldn't make sense to a broader audience viewing viewing it as a portfolio piece. Or possibly maybe many people touch this particular piece, so it's hard to justify what's yours and what isn't. Maybe it was a group effort in creating said, said project. The way that these designers get jobs and get recognized as good designers is they write. They utilize places such as Medium or their own blogs to write their thoughts and their opinions on current happenings in the industry. They share ideas in written form and they prove to those that may be looking to hire that they are intelligent, well articulate, and have the ability to research and deconstruct projects. In my first few years out of design school, I would not have thought that writing was that important. I would have thought that all of the visual skills in this particular industry are the most important. In fact, I hated writing. I remember writing 15-page papers and just really sort of learning how to fluff things. But as, as I have gotten older and more experienced, I've found that writing is very important in regards to becoming a great designer. Will being a good writer make you a good designer? No. But... Most great designers are good writers, and they can articulate their thoughts and their reasoning for their work. If you want to move up or be better respected in this industry or amongst peers that maybe aren't in this industry, you need to be able to write. Just as mentioned in the last halftime episode in regards to subjectivity versus objectivity, It is our goal as designers to sell our work and ourselves. You probably aren't getting asked to speak much. Maybe you don't have a seat at the table, but all of us can go ahead and share our thoughts online. If you're an in-house design department and you're trying to get more respect amongst your, your peers within your sports organization, put together a newsletter that's sent out to your peers and just deconstruct things, do case studies, show the thinking behind work, even if it isn't the work that you created, take work that's out in the world that you think is successful. Maybe it's for a non-sports brand like Pepsi and just deconstruct the work and tell why things work, why things don't work and share that in house so that people that you work with can see how you think. Google actually did this. Google has an in-house design department with their 
their Google Ventures team. And then also they have an entire design mini site at design.google.com where they write articles and talk about events and, and discuss industry relevant things. Just be sure when you take the time to write that you take more time to research and to provide competent information that aligns with your view if you want to be respected. As someone that has been involved in hiring processes of designers and developers um, as a former creative director at an agency, I can tell you that every single time a designer or developer that writes will beat out other designers or developers because it gives us a view into their head. Showing finished creative work as a portfolio does not do this. But showing sketches and deconstructing creative work in written form or showing in-process work gives us a great view into the mind of the creator. We may not know what something is in its middle state or unfinished state, but your writing and your explanation can fill us in on what that particular thing is and what your thinking was behind it. In episode 25 of this podcast, it seems like forever ago, Interception Show is what it was called, and Joe Bosack, uh, a friend of the podcast, a friend of myself, and a friend of many who listen, came back on the show after being on episode two to turn the mic on myself. And I mentioned that the way that we distinguish ourselves is not necessarily through our work. Many people have the talent and can learn the skills to create good work. But the way that we distinguish ourselves is through our viewpoint on the world. We all have our own lives. We've all had our own influences and things that have shaped the way that we see the world. We have our own personalities. These are the things that no one can take away from us or mimic. They are what makes us, us. The best way to get that viewpoint into the world is to write. It's the holiday season and things, maybe things are slow for you. If they are, I encourage you to take some time to write every day. Make it your New Year's resolution. You don't have to publish the writing, but journaling, blogging, and just getting your ideas out in written form will help you become a better professional, a better communicator, and therefore a better person. I don't know any person that has taken the time to write that has looked back and said that it was a waste of time. If you have any questions or comments for me on this topic or have suggestions for any other topics you'd like for me to discuss in these halftime episodes, then please feel free to email me at info at makersofsport.com. And speaking of email, I mentioned it earlier, please be sure to sign up for the newsletter where I send out a weekly newsletter called Weekend Reads. The newsletter includes interesting articles, sports design or tech news, startup news, links that I find inspiring or interesting, and then also my own articles that are written specifically for the email list and not released to the public. You can sign up there and go support the podcast by going to makersofsport.com slash email. On next week's episode, Michelle Cruz is going to be joining the podcast. Michelle is a senior art director at the New York Red Bulls, a popular MLS soccer team owned by the brand Red Bull. Now, there's no question that Red Bull is putting out great content as a brand since their inception. But to own not one, but many professional sports teams is a completely new thing for a brand. It's revolutionary. On that episode, we'll delve deeper into the world of Red Bull as a brand 
And we'll, we'll most certainly talk about the New York Red Bulls as a team and touch on some of the great creative work they're putting out there. I think you guys will really enjoy Michelle and you will definitely recognize a ton of her work out in the world today as she spent many, many years at ESPN and then also the New York Knicks prior to the Red Bulls. As always, please like, rate, and write reviews of the show on iTunes. You can get there by going to makersofsport.com slash iTunes. I'll accept likes, ratings, or reviews on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or whatever application you happen to be listening to this podcast in. Here's a review recently written by iTunes user Danny Flyer 10 Danny writes, Makers of Sport podcast is a series of interesting and thoughtful conversations with talented, motivated creatives working in the sports industry. The show is an excellent source of inspiration and guidance and gives listeners an inside look into what it takes to design great work at the professional level. Great work, Adam. Many thanks, Danny. I really appreciate you taking the time to write a review. I'm glad to continue to provide inspiration and introductions to talented people working deep inside this niche of business. As for the rest of you, please go take some time. Leave me a little Christmas gift, write a review, and share the show. Doing so ensures that the show will continue to be free. There are no sponsors here, nor will there ever be. I am happy to provide free quality content to you listeners. The only way it will stay this way is if you can help the show get recognized by sharing it on social media and heading over to makersofsport.com iTunes and leaving a review. If you do that for me, I will be sure to read my favorite ones over the air. You take time for me and I'll take time for you. If you don't have an iTunes account, then feel free to share, like, and write review the reviews of the show wherever you happen to be listening to the show. If it's on Overcast, recommend the show. If it's on Stitcher, write a review. If it's on SoundCloud, like and share the show. Lastly, please follow me, ask questions, and say hello to me on Twitter and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash makersofsport. I'm at Tiata Martin on Twitter. The show is at Makers of Sport. Until next time, have a safe and healthy and happy new year.